exciting times. Not because we're enjoying the Titanic, we are, <laughs> we have the privilege of uh, rescuing, saving, helping, working together with people. And uh, so this morning, Vision Sunday is really to stir up our hearts and understanding how amazing God is, how amazing the gospel is, how amazing the journey is as a church, how amazing it is that He chose us to do it and that He saved us, and that we live in this most beautiful time. Uh, how many know that it's a crazy time, there's lots of stuff going on, um, people and never before have no idea who they are, Amen. Even when you get born now, they're not sure who you are. So there's about 17,000 choices, or you've got to wait till a person gets old enough to actually choose who they are. We live in that world. But we know who we are. Amen? So we've got to help people understand who they are, and we've got to work together to show people and demonstrate what who we are looks like. Amen? It's that simple. Um, so the vision this morning is not uh, something radically new or, or a whole mapping out a whole new course. Um, it's just to reinforce some of the stuff and to remind us. The reason why we have vision, without vision, people perish. Uh, Proverbs 29, 18, it's got a lot to do with the Word of God, but I don't want to get into that. I just want to encourage us that with vision, it brings understanding. It helps us to run well, helps us to know how to run, where to run, what to do. So we just want to reinforce that. And the first thing I want to do is say, um, there is a website called 247church.co.za. If you go to the website, this is all on the website. So, oh, I could have stayed at home and slept. No, no, you, you needed to be here <laughs> to actually work together as a family and uh, to encourage one another and stir up one another to love and good works. Amen. So I want to take the first little section on the website the, this morning and try and unpack that a little bit. And uh, maybe I, sh I, I should start just with this understanding that we've been... Um, We've had a, a beautiful start to the year to have three weeks that have kind of fitted into each other and built into each other. The very first week, because of Christmas and me just uh, looking at uh, Luke chapter 1 and the birth of Jesus and Mary and, and uh, the sadness of that we only celebrate that once a year at Christmas and then we suddenly go have a look at some things, but we should be celebrating it throughout the whole year. Birth of Jesus, second only to the cross of Jesus Christ is the most revelationary, radical thing that you could ever study and understand. Um, so we went into that. We looked at Luke chapter 1. And we looked at a whole bunch of stuff. It's basically when the, uh, Gabriel comes to Mary to share what's about to happen. And the end of all that story in, in, a, in a quick, concise thing is that something is declared by God. He says, nothing is impossible with God. Luke chapter 1, verse 37, nothing is impossible. Now we know that he was talking about Mary and about the supernatural birth of Jesus and that she would be, that God would come and she would conceive and it was all supernatural and wonderful. But there was a declaration in there, friends, that was way bigger than that. And it had to do with Jesus coming and becoming a man. It had to do with, with God himself coming and becoming a man, the son of man, and representing man and doing everything that was needed so that his name could be lifted up above every single other name. I shared three weeks ago, Jesus already has a name. He was given a name so that that name, which is the son of man, could be lifted up 
above every single other name so that every other name has to bow to that name so that that name, friends, could become the head of the church, the body of Christ, so that the fullness of God could dwell in the full body so that that name could then flow from the head all the way down through the whole body so that the whole body could begin to operate in that name. That's called Christianity 101. If you don't know, please come and see me. We need to do a course. So you need to understand that Hebrews 11 verse, Hebrews 3 verse 1 says that Jesus was our high priest. What happens with a high priest, friends, is a high priest stands there, the oil of anointing is poured on the high priest, and it runs from the high priest's head all the way down, all the way down, all the way down through his whole fancy garment, all the way down to his feet. The anointing oil runs all the way down. Psalm 133. How good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like oil poured on the head of Aaron, and it runs all the way down. See, the reality of the church, friends, is that we are the body of Jesus Christ and God's poured his anointing oil on Jesus' head and it's meant to run all the way down. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. This is now fulfilled in our midst, Jesus, declaring it, Luke chapter four. Now, friends, we are called to come into line with that word and we're called to begin to operate. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. And he's anointed us to fulfill all that he called us to do. That's why the church is supposed to look like something. The church is supposed to look powerful, anointed, the miraculous, the supernatural. Friends, every single week we want to hear the testimonies of things that cannot be done in the natural. Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon us and has anointed us. Amen. So when we talk about the vision this morning, when we try and unpack the vision... We must understand that that's what the journey has been, unpacking and understanding that nothing will be impossible when this happens, when Jesus comes, when he becomes a man, when Jesus represents the Father, when the Holy Spirit comes onto flesh. Holy Spirit came onto Mary and Jesus was revealed. Holy Spirit comes on the Word and revelation of Christ is revealed. Holy Spirit comes on the church and Christ is revealed. And when Christ is revealed, when this unity of the spirit and of flesh coming down together, nothing is impossible with God. And that's why this year we can stand up and be stirred, not because I am the one I'm gonna now fast and pray for a week and I'm gonna pray and do all of this and then I'm gonna be able to do this, but because Holy Spirit's gonna come, he's gonna hover and he's gonna come onto my flesh and he's gonna bring form to my flesh. He's gonna bring form to my life. He's gonna bring a, 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 a direction and certainty to my heart and my life so that when I operate and when I work and, and, and do whatever I'm called to do, the power of God will be evident and Christ will be revealed, friends. Christ will be revealed. As the closer and closer as we get to the end times, the more powerful, the more wonderful it is to stand at the beginning of the year and say, God, this is gonna be an incredibly amazing year because Christ is gonna be revealed and he's been revealed more and more and more and more. And how is he revealed? The church is there to reveal the manifold wisdom of God. So now just the church, let me quickly reiterate in terms of the church. The first part, everyone's reading or they've gone to their website quickly and said, look, but anyway. So we are a community of people truly bound together by one heart and one spirit, 
One focus and one desire. That's who we are. Really? Yes. That is who we are. We want to reflect that. We want to reflect that. We want to show that. We are a community of people truly bound together by one heart, one spirit, one focus, one desire to make Jesus king of our lives and others. A continuously passionate and vibrant church where people feel a true sense of belonging, being part of a family and something bigger than themselves and this life. Friends, when you got born again, you became bigger than this life. You became bigger than yourself. You became part of something that is eternal. You see, we get planted into a local church for a purpose. God wants to plant people into a local church because it's an expression of who He is. And in that local church, it's still a full expression of His body. And He wants everyone to operate and work together and flow together. But we are bigger, there's something bigger than that, friends. There is a huge worldwide body. We are bigger than just our little local church. We are part of a huge worldwide body. Each one doing its part, friends. That's why in, this, in these last days, in these, as we go along, this year and the years ahead, friends, we have to begin to understand that God is operating and working in every single church and we need to be operating together as churches. We can't just go along, friends, and just dump a church down the road from 14 other churches and we're not gonna talk to them, but we've got something unique and different than they have. It's all garbage. We're all one body, friends. We're bigger than just this local church. We are part of this. Every single church that's around us has a mandate, friends. And I wanna operate and make sure that all of us are describing and and revealing and, and giving revelation to who Jesus is in the best way possible. Amen. So we're not in competition with any other church. We're working together with every single other church. And if they don't wanna work with us, that's fine. But we wanna, we wanna say that as a body, friends, we are, we are not unique and we have this something little special, friends. We are who God called us to be. And every church is who God's called them to be. And that's the expression of Christ. There are three things that the Lord said this year that, that we need to understand and begin to operate. And the first one is, friends, that we are to consecrate ourselves to the glory of God. That means you and our friends have to die to human recognition and performance. We're not here, friends, to elevate ourselves or our own lives or anything else, friends. We are to consecrate ourselves to the glory of God. I categorically tell you right now, friends, when you operate with a true understanding of who Jesus is, friends, when He becomes the center of your life, friends, you just diminish into the shadows of who you are, friends, and you just wanna live for him. He's like the old, old, I remember, I think Spurgeon was the first one to bring it up. He's like the hub in a, in a wheel with all the spokes and then you got the rim. He's the hub, friends. Everything else goes around that. Everyone else is basically around the rim of the wheel. But he's the hub, he's the focus. You know, in, in Luke 24, I think it's verse 36 around there, when Jesus came into the room, it says, he, he appeared suddenly in the midst of them. And he said, peace be with you. Why could he say peace be with you? Because he was in the midst of them. See, as a church, what we wanna do, friends, is bring Christ back into the midst of us. As the hub, as the center, he is our focus. Christianity is only one thing, friends. It's Jesus Christ. 
That's what Christianity is. It's not some kind of uh, uh, way of, of living and, and, and a certain way of talking and a certain way of doing things. It's about Jesus Christ and a relationship with Jesus Christ. He becomes the center, friends. Everything else submits to that. So the first thing that I felt the Lord say is we need to have this understanding. We need to consecrate ourselves to the glory of God. Our lives are about the glory of God, not about ourselves. The second one, friends, is about prayer. It's a prayer of faith. See, nothing will be impossible when our lives are consecrated to His glory, when our prayers are prayers of faith, when they're focused on Him, His will, His plan, His purpose, and His obedience. And the third one, friends, is a dependence on Holy Spirit and His gifts. We will see nothing is impossible with God when you have a life consecrated to His glory, when you have a life full of faith in prayer. We, 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 he's the commander, we talk to Him. He talks to us, friends, we led through prayer and the prayer of faith, and then, friends, a life that's dependent uh, on Holy Spirit. Because when we see the church meeting, friends, we should see Holy Spirit. And we should be operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit because He wants to connect us all together. Amen. So just as I read there, the two things that stand out, or the two things I just wanna quickly say, is it's about the, 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 the vision of this church, friends, is about family. We believe in family. I believe the greatest thing that God wanted to bring revelation of was Father. Everything else fits into that. He came to seek and save the lost. He came to deliver us from sin. He came to do a whole bunch of stuff, friends, but he came to reveal Father because what he's about is family and for eternity, we're gonna be his family. God wants to have some kids. He wants to be a father. He wants to love us and work with us and have some fun, friends. And so we as a church have gotta demonstrate that and, and walk in that and that's family. And family, friends, it's about belonging. How many know that? If you don't understand that, friends, it's why the enemy is attacking and why people have lost their identity right from the, and they don't even wanna give people identity when they're born. You're not a boy, you're not a girl, you're not even between, I don't even know what you are. Just wait till you're old enough, eight, nine, 10, and then you can decide who you are. And then they don't even know who to decide who they are because everyone's telling them different things, friends, so then they can swing from day to day and decide, oh, today I feel like this, today I feel like that. So now everything comes higgledy-piggledy because in the Bible, friends, it tells you who you are. We're family. We're brothers and sisters in God. We're called to belong. That's why people will join gangs. They'll join crazy, weird stuff, friends, because they wanna belong. They wanna look around and say, these are my people. It's inside of them. So when kids are adopted and they get older and they wanna know who their adopted parents are, why do they wanna know who their adopted parents? They wanna know where they come from. Where do I belong? Where am I from? And God says, I wanna tell you where you're from. You're from me. I created you in my image, in my likeness, in my kids. I want you to gather together and I want you to belong. I want you to feel when you look at each other. No, it is my brother, it's my sister. I know them, I know who they are. Friends, in order to do that, it's more than a Sunday morning. Amen. And then he wants us to believe. Belong and believe. Friends, that's why we get together. One heart, one mind, one spirit, one focus, one baptism. See, that takes time to get the understanding, friends. We relate to God, we say yes to Jesus, but then he helps me believe. What do I believe? Who am I? I need to have a, an understanding of that so that we can gather together and talk the same language and be of one heart so we can mobilize and work together in the same direction, amen? 
That's why it's so important, just skipping. How many know, and I haven't even got to the scriptures and my time is up, but how many know that the Bible talks about we are not single members, friends? Many members, but one body. He's telling us that this is a body that he's wanting to put together. How many know when you look at your body, they're so different, so diverse. I love what Jane was singing, what we were singing this morning. It's very diverse. We're not looking for your uniformity. We're not looking for a whole bunch of the same single members. We're looking for a whole bunch of different people that are operating together in the Holy Spirit with Christ as the head. Amen. Amen. Friends, if you look at a painter, whatever, and you don't look at him and say, you know what, the way he moves his hand, it's his hand. It's the freedom of his hand. It's how, whoa, look how he paints. And it must be just the way he just turns and does this. No, friends, without the head, the hand does nothing. It's actually about the head. <laughs> Church, it's about the head. We can do nothing without the head, but when we're operating together, all the different parts, all doing what they can do, all supplying, friends, all working together, all working in unison, we display something great. And so what we do, friends, is we get over, we belong. We get over ourselves, we consecrate to His glory. Friends, a whole bunch of fingers or a whole bunch of hearts does not look like a body and cannot function like a body and cannot do what God's called it to do, right? So not everybody can be the heart. I wanna be the heart. Not everyone can be the lion. I, I like a lion. Oh, you chose my one. Okay, I'll have an elephant, big one. Somebody's gotta be the little clip springer and the daker. Why? Because that's what God's called them to do and it's glorious. And when you get up to there, friends, if you've done what God's called you to do, that's what you get honored for. Because we have a warped understanding of, of honor and of what God will uh, bestow crowns and, and blessing on. We kind of go, oh, it's because those guys that seem to, seem to, friends. There's a way that seems right to man, but it leads to destruction. The key in all of that, friends, is we've got to be humble and say, Lord, what have you called me to do? If you just call me to be the finger, I'm, it's great. If you call me to the palm, I'll be the palm. If you call me to be the wrist, I'll be the wrist. If you call me to be the... the elbow or the shoulder, whatever it is, I wanna do that because I want this body to function fully the way it's called to be because that's where I belong. If the elbow is busy trying to fight here, whatever, no, that's where you belong and then you cause everything to work and everything operates beautifully and then good and faithful servant enter into your rest, friends, just like every other part, no matter how prominent or not prominent. Some parts get a lot of accolades on this earth because they're very prominent. You'd ask yourself a simple question, why would you wanna get accolades on this earth when you could get accolades from heaven? Amen. So I'm getting serious uh, signals from the front row. It's fun when it's your family. And when you're the lead elder. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand over to Jane. Move my stuff, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you all see how Grant had a drink from both glasses? So just, but we we have husband and wife time. It's my delight to share very briefly, Courtney, um, of what we hold close to our hearts as leaders in this church and as a family. And uh, yes, it's on our website and. Um, I'm going to just touch on our five core values in this church. 
And uh, values are important. And they are lasting. And they are shared by people in a culture. They have major influence on a person's behavior and attitude. What you value must change your behavior and attitude. Okay? And then when we get together in our corporate times, like this one this morning, values affect the atmosphere in the room because they come from us and our behavior and attitude changes. So they are of great value to us. They are valuable to us. And it's really good to relook and revisit these things on a regular basis just to check where we are individually and as a church uh, regarding our values. As we were just talking now and Grant sharing, um, it's the person of Jesus that is our core value. He is the valuable one in our midst, in our lives, in our relationships. And he is our foundation. He's our cornerstone. He's our core view. And he's our heartbeat. All right? So let's go firstly to our, uh, the first value that we treasure in our hearts. And, and that is called the, an ongoing revelation and relationship with Jesus Christ. It's having an ongoing revelation of Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. We cannot ever get to the place where we know it all. So ha having um, these values in our lives, what comes with it is a, hu a humble heart, humility. And in every kind of relationship, we don't just, if we have a disconnect in a relationship, we don't stop loving that person. There may be a little issue but we, we have an ongoing relationship because that's what covenant is with each other, whether it's marriage, whether it's each other and the body. We, we, we push through those things because of an ongoing revelation of who that person is. Okay, so we seek it out. We fight for it. It's a value to us. That person is valuable to us. So it's an ongoing revelation. We will never know the fullness of Jesus until we meet him face to face. So never settle for the revelation that you have today. There's so much more. Number two is the, the presence of the Lord. And this is so dear to my heart. As, as a worship team, something in this church that I oversee, our eternal value as a worship team is to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And now that's not something we put high up on a board and we look at it. And we go, oh, that's a cool thing we look at. No, it's something that we value, but it's something that has to work in us and change the way we live. So I'm not satisfied, and none of them are, if worshiping in spirit and truth it looks like something that's only done when we pick up an instrument. Worshiping in spirit and truth is, is in my relationships with you. It's in my relationship with Jesus when no one's looking. And... It's on a platform when we pick up our instruments and sing in a corporate context. So that's one of our values. That's just an example. But let's look at the presence of the Lord. If his presence is not here, then why are we here? We might as well go to a rotary club down the road, okay, and do all our activities there. If he's not here, we don't want to be here. And the psalmist David said that I, do nothing, I cannot do anything apart from him. And that is a value in this church. We cannot do anything apart from him. 
His, and, and what that means is it's his glory. When we talk about the glory of the Lord, it, it is who he is. It's his very nature. It's aspects of who he is in our midst. And so this is why as a church we value time spent with him. Okay, and when we get together corporately, we have times of singing, we have times of, of hearing the word being preached, we have times of ministry and fellowship, but if the presence of the Lord is not in any of that, we may as not well do it, okay? It's a value to us. So we give it time, we give it so that we can, we can connect with him. It's not just singing songs and off we go to the next thing. That is a value in our church. It's about him. There's, there's no... Hebrew word for the word presence in the Bible. I did a little bit of a study on that. And, but throughout Scripture, the psalmists would use the word, instead of presence, they would use face, the face of God. The face is associated with presence. So we can't flippantly say, oh, the presence of God was here because I've got goosebumps. That, that means absolutely nothing. It's very empty and it's devoid of power. But when we're together and we go, can you feel the incredible presence of the Lord? Can you feel him face to face? He is right here in our midst. That's real. That's authentic. And that is the power of God in our midst. Um, so as we continue through the year, that's something, uh, you know, we, we usually give about 50 minutes in our, our praise and worship time, 50 minutes to an hour. And maybe it's long for you, but you know that you can sit. You know that you can lie down. But we really want every one of you to value the presence of the Lord in the place when we get together corporately. Amen? Number three, we'll be looking at the value of freedom for God to move. And uh, how many of you know the scriptures where the Spirit of the Lord is? There is freedom. So if His presence, if His Spirit is here, there is freedom because freedom's name is Jesus. Freedom is not just the feeling of, of not being hindered anymore. Freedom is not just the feeling of, I don't feel hindered anymore, I can do what I like. That's an aspect of, that's like a fruit and a product of freedom. Freedom's name is Jesus. So if we are occupied with what Jesus is saying and what he is wanting to do in our lives and in our meetings together, then there is freedom in our midst. It's all about him. Freedom is all about him, not what it looks like on me and what I can do. Freedom is being fully convinced of who Jesus is and trusting him to inhabit everything, not only giving him space to move in a meeting. I, I personally cringe when I hear that. Let's just give him space now to move. What? He is freedom. He moves in everything. I'm not now going to give him a little space in my life to move. He inhabits my entire life. So then he's going to inhabit this entire meeting. Okay, so that is a real valuable thing that we hold clo close to our hearts. And so uh, we, we really hold us accountable with that one. Um, and it doesn't mean that there's no order and structure in church meetings. The Bible is very clear on that, and we, we honor that. But um, where Jesus is, there is freedom, okay? And so we, we don't have it all, but our, we are pursuing that and exploring that further and further. Number four. 
this value, a culture of honor. We speak about that quite a lot, and uh, you've probably heard many sermons on that. But the word is clear on, on firstly honoring God with high respect and great esteem. We are to worship him with awe and wonder, just as much as with great joy and undignified exuberance. Okay, so we don't just take now, oh, we've got a culture of honor, and now we come before him with absolute reverence, but we forget about who we are in him and the freedom and the joy that we have. Okay, there, there is both. But sometimes we can go that way, the pendulum swings that way. But when a culture of honor, the person of Jesus Christ is inside of you, you will know when to honor You'll know when to respect, you'll know when to reverence, and you'll know how to be free in that as well. The Bible is also clear on honoring our leaders, the shepherds over us. Um, that goes without saying, and that you are to pray regularly for your leaders. That's a culture of honor. So I encourage you, if you forget about that and it's not something in your minds and your thoughts, I encourage you to do that. And I'm asking you as a leader, would you pray regularly for us? It also says that um, elders who are devoted to the word and the teaching and prayer are worthy of double honor. That is amazing. That is a culture of honor that God wants to establish in this church. And then there's each other, the family of God. Honoring someone is giving him or her the grace which was given you. That's what honor is. It's giving someone the grace that was given you. And it's loving like Jesus loves. And um, our desire here is to see this value become increasingly authentic, not just a nice phrase, let's have a culture of honor in this church, but that it becomes increasingly authentic and true and that every person will feel honored and also honor one another. And then lastly, um, this is a beautiful one, and it's a healing atmosphere. A healing atmosphere. So just like anything else, if freedom's name is Jesus, the word says that Jesus is our Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. So where Jesus is, healing is. Amen? So the Bible says that even our words have the power to heal. So that's the atmosphere we want to create. I mean, it's Proverbs 15.4. Even our words have the power to, to, to heal. And so we know that worship to God where his presence is manifest releases healing into the atmosphere. We know that preaching the true gospel of Jesus releases power to heal. And so we believe that every time we meet together that people are healed emotionally, mentally, physically. That should be happening. We've got to believe it. It's a value that you just embrace that value of a healing atmosphere Every single time we meet together. If we come here full of faith, ready for that, you're going to see it in the natural. So our values, as I said, are not a list on a board. They're etched in our hearts as leaders, and we hold them close to us. And our desire is that each and every one of you will just relook and revisit these values and apply them to your own life, but also apply them and be alert and watchful when you come when we gather together, because there's power in the corporateness 
when there's a corporate anointing, there's power when we get together. There's things that can happen that may take a long time on your own. But together we can climb mountains and, and triumph together. Amen? So hold those close to your hearts, people. Thank you so much. Awesome. So essentially what we're sharing this morning is, is that 24-7 church is family and apostolic. And so we've been sharing the family part. My dad's about to share a little bit about the apostolic side and what we're going to do. Uh, but how, how I want to just encourage you this morning is all the stuff that we've been talking about so far and these values that we have in our hearts as a church, how do we actually do this? How do we as a community and as a body actually become what we're talking about this morning? Um, and so I'm going to just share some practical things on, on how you can play a part in this family and how you can express Jesus the, the expression of God inside of you, we need to see that as a body. And so we can't just be a church where we come and attend services, but we have to be active, we have to be participating, and we have to see what's inside of you come to life. And that's our passion, and that's what we want to see in 2019. When I saw this picture, I love it, because that's, that for me is like family. Family is this explosive, wild, messy, colorful, beautiful expression uh, and it doesn't have to be perfect, and we don't all look the same, but it's absolutely amazing, and it's Jesus. And so we're excited about seeing that and seeing what's inside of you come out this year. So we just want to talk about um, just some ways that we as a family can do this. And we want to see that when people come into this church, whether you've been here for years and years and years, or whether it's your first time, it's important that the first step is that you belong and that you believe. And so you come from your spheres of influence, and you come from your lives, and you become a part of this family. And so how are we as a community going to create a culture and an environment where people can belong and believe? The first thing is so important to us, and we want to put more emphasis on that this year, and that's our connect groups. It is so, so important that you get into a connect group because if you're in a connect group, you're going to grow in relationships with people. You're going to learn that these are the people you want to do life with, but you're actually going to grow and mature in your walk with the Lord as well. And so I want to encourage you, you can't say, man, I just feel so disconnected to the church if you're not in a connect group. Because connect groups, the whole point is that it goes way beyond a service. It goes to a place where we get to get in the same room with a group of people and talk about stuff and dream together and journey things. And not just in that room. We want those groups to go way beyond just an extra gathering in the week. But that one-on-one, -on -one, you begin to journey with those people. And so whether it's having coffee or having lunch, that group of people begin to be the ones that you do life with. And so in terms of belonging, our connect groups play a massive, massive role in that. And then in that space, it's a, it's a beautiful environment to be discipled and to disciple others. It's a really safe place for us to begin to journey through things regardless. You know, there might be some people in your home group that are, have only been saved for a month and they're still learning new things. And, and there's someone else who's been saved for 30 years, but the gospel's the same. And so we get to encourage and journey with one another, share scriptures together, have communion together, pray together, encourage one another. It becomes such a healthy time. That's where family is actually built in those times. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't been in a connect group, that's something that you should really look at getting involved in this year. As a connect group, almost everyone in our Vibe Tribes, our Vibe Tribes are our teams that serve on a Sunday morning. They're the, the group of young, rowdy people that you saw this morning. They're one of our, our Vibe Tribes. And so almost everyone in our Vibe Tribe teams is in a home group. And it should be a natural progression that as you're getting connected into family and spending time with people in the week and journeying, that you also want to serve with that family. And it is so important that not, not only do we learn to belong, but that we actually realize that together we are corporately believing in something that's way bigger than just me and my little life. 
And so it's, it's an amazing privilege that we get to come together and serve side by side on a Sunday, whether it's just on a Sunday morning or other events that the church does, that we get to come together and love one another in such a way that honors us and, and, and begins to demonstrate and express these values that we've just spoken about. And I'm going to pull this together and what it looks like when it all works. But there should be a natural progression that if you are plugged in and connected in a home group, you begin to serve in 24-7 church. It, and, and I love that because if you do it properly and if you're having family and connecting, it just it's an automatic flow. You will have a desire to serve. I just threw a message out to our guys yesterday. There was a lot more work for us this morning than normal. And the guys were here at 7.30 and there was a whole crowd and everyone started pulling in. And it was so much fun just seeing everyone grab something. What, what needs to be done? Let's do it. Let's get it together because we're excited to have our family come here and have an awesome time together. So Vibe Tribe is, a, is another way where not only are you connecting and, and belonging, but you're also becoming a part of something bigger than yourself. So I'd encourage you, make sure that in connect groups and with our Vibe Tribes, you're getting involved. We're also going to be running some family socials throughout the year as well. Times where you can just come together and actually just have fun. Um, I think that's also so important. Like we, we, we do that a lot with our home group and other home groups do it as well. And it's important that as a family, we, when we get together, yes, we're encountering Jesus and we're growing, but we're also being together and having fun and laughing. And, and so we do bries and we do picnics at the park and we do all sorts of different things. And we're going to have more of that throughout the year. And I want to encourage you to prioritize those times. If you want to be relational, if you, want to, if you want to belong, if there's a desire in you to actually be a part of this thing, these are things that we have to prioritize together. Is this making sense? Everyone okay? Um, we've got two other events that are just examples of, of other things we're going to do in the year. But we've got Heart and Soul and Catch the Culture. And Catch the Cultures, this year, we, we kind of, the way we're going to design this thing is that if somebody comes and joins the church, that evening is going to be a time where they get to meet some people, they get to connect and have a meal, but they also get to hear all of this stuff. So that when you join the church within the first month to two months, you should know what you're a part of. You should know what it means to belong, how you can get involved. And so you can know, if you've been in this church for a long time, when you are reaching out to people in your sphere of influence, that when we bring them into the church, that we've got ways that we can help them get connected, understand what we're doing, what we're about, and then it's your job to take them on that journey of getting plugged in. Is this making sense? So if it's your friend that you brought to church, you want to get them connected into your home group, serving with you on Vibe Tribe. You want to get them to that Catch the Culture event so that they can learn about who we are. And then the other one that we're going to run is Heart and Soul. And Heart and Soul is basically just a time we're going to do every three months to honor and celebrate every single person that serves in this church. Because we're a family, you know, Without, with the guys that we meet with every week, I have the privilege of doing life with them and journeying with them, but I just love being with them. Like, we don't need much of an excuse to get together. We just put something out. We get together because we love each other, and that's what this whole church is called to do, and so we want to use these as vehicles to build that and to serve that vision so that all of us here are connected. We're in a healthy place of growing together, but also growing with Jesus and uh, maturing as a church. Is that all right? So belonging and believing, those are ways that you can get connected. Then we want to mobilize and we want to commission. So every single person in this church should belong and believe, but also come into this place of realizing that God actually wants to do something in me, but also through me, and that I have something to give to 24-7 church. I have a way that I can actually participate in building something bigger than myself. And so we're going to run, there's going to be a couple of different schools and courses and training times throughout the year. And those are going to be times where you begin to learn how to be what, what God's called you to be. So in other words, if, if you're prophetic and you, you begin to see these things, you want to go to something like this school because you begin to learn how to express what's already been put inside of you in a healthy way that serves and builds and honors the church. Does that make sense? It's the same thing as, as if you, you know, uh, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of a, another good example, but we, we're going to run a, a mission school, right? If, if you, if you want to go on these trips and you feel like God's called you to go on these apostolic trips and be effective, there's a little school where you can come and actually learn, okay, how do I be a part of a team that goes out and does this so that you're equipped to do what God's called you to do? Is that all right? So we want, to, we want you to be mobilized. We want you to be commissioned. And then our Sunday gatherings are really just built around three things, family, focus, and unity. We want to have family. It's so beautiful that, you know, we can meet in our home groups all over the place, and you can have coffee with everyone. But to get everyone in the same room together is a beautiful taste of what it's going to be like in heaven. We get together, we encounter Jesus, there is a unity, there is family, but there's also a focus where you get to hear from leaders that are shepherding and, and journeying with you. They begin to bring this clarity and focus about holding the truth in front of us and saying, this is where we're going, this is what we're about, and this is how we're going to get there. And, and as, we, as we begin to allow all those things to work together, we start to see a healthy, beautiful picture of a body where everybody's involved, everybody's active, you have something to give, you have something to put in. And so we don't want to see a church that's built around a cinematic experience. And it's really easy to do it that way. And you can probably grow your church really fast that way as well. It's quite easy for us to put on a show, flashy lights and some smoke machines, and you'll attend every service. But we want to see you transformed. We want to see you actually grow with Jesus, not only just in your personal relationship with the Lord, but together in this body, because you have something to give. And so we want to activate you. We want to inspire you. We want to encourage you and champion you to keep running and doing what God's called you to do. So I'll, I'll end off, does that make sense? Does that give just a couple of practical tools? I want to just end off with a dream that Courtney had, which gives a picture for all of this, and then my dad's going to come and just share the apostolic. Courtney had this dream, and this was the dream. We were having an evening service here at the church, and people came flocking and were in the parking area, and they came into Hebrews, and there was this atmosphere in Hebrews of just life, and people were talking, and there was this buzz, and they were having coffee and chatting, but suddenly she realized that actually people were giving words of encouragement and, and prophetic words, and some people were getting prayed for, and people were getting healed in Hebrews before they even came into this room. And so the presence of God was so tangible in this place that even before the service started, God was doing things, and people were, there was so much life. And then suddenly people began to come into the halls, and the hall doors opened, and when they came in here, the leadership was all on the floor, just completely soaking, just drenched by the presence of the Lord. And as people walked in here, the sound of a harp was playing, and there was no music, there was no band yet. The band hadn't got up, but the glory of God was so tangible in this place. And everyone began to walk in and find their space, and they got sucked into these encounters with Jesus. And then people would get, the band would get up and we'd do worship, but the presence of God was so thick and tangible in here. And there was such a sense of unity, one heart, one focus, one desire, one dream, and it's the glory of God to fill the whole earth. And so I just want to encourage you that as we begin to do this, as we begin to do these things, and if you would prioritize these things in your life, you are going to see such healthy fruit in your own individual life, but also in this local church. People are looking for true family. And if they begin to see this thing modeled, they will look at it and say, that's something that I want to be a part of. And by no means are we perfect, but we're on the journey to being everything that God called 24-7 to be. Does this make sense? So I want to encourage you, don't just sit back, participate, dive in. We're a family. Family is messy. Family is beautiful. Family is colorful. We all look different. And it's time for us to begin to see those expressions come out from every single one of us. So I just want to encourage you to do that. God's got a big plan for 24-7. It's going to be a massive year. And now I just want to hand over to my dad who's going to share from an apostolic point of view what God's doing and, and is going to do in 24-7 and how we can be a part of that. Okay, so just as a church, not to keep 
reiterating, it's hard when you've got three, three of us speaking. We don't want to keep going over the same points. But just to encourage every single one of you that 24-7 is your home, right? It's not a restaurant, it's a home. And as a home, you have the freedom in your home. You can be proud of your home. You can be excited about your home. You can love your home. You can want to bring people into your home. You want to spend time in your home. All those things are good things, amen? So what we want to see, we want to see people um, bringing people into their home, enjoying their home, uh, looking at their home, looking at what, how they can better their home, just like you do in your home. Amen. Um, unless I know you very well, I don't just walk into your house and just go do a whole bunch of stuff and, and uh, give my opinion on everything and tell you that that's terrible, you should move that, you should do that. No, I need to be family before I can have that privilege of actually speaking into those things. Amen. So we as the people of God want to be so part of this home so that we can speak into the areas, talk about things. We, we're, we're not just coming in a, in a restaurant and saying, okay, this is what we want, taking our meal and then leaving. And uh, a few bunch of people, a good chef, good couple of waiters and whatever, and that uh, can maybe elevates the restaurant to five-star status. That's not the Bible. That's not the gospel. The gospel is about a family, it's about a home, but everybody doing what they're called to do and that everybody gets elevated. Amen. That's why it's called the body. So first and foremost as a church, we want you to be the best you. So we want you to be whole. We want you to be healthy. So as a family, we want to encourage, stand with one another, get you healed, get you delivered, get you set free, uh, get you on what God's called you to do. By the way, um, which we will talk about that too, um, there's a little bit of a fallacy in, 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 in understanding with often the people of God that the will of God is some kind of tightrope, some kind of divine thing, whatever, where as you come to the robot, you've got to turn right or left. God, which way is it? Oh, so if I miss it, if I turn left instead of right, and, and then, oh, should I take that job or shouldn't I take that job? Actually, the will of God is to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. Because you know what happens, what it says after that? This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. See, the will of God is not so much about right and wrong. It's about relationship with Jesus Christ. It's about following him. It's about enjoying what he's doing. It's about, it's not a problem when you come, when you wake up in the morning, should I put on my blue outfit or my pink outfit? It's more about, it's a Lord, what are we gonna do today? Let's have some fun. Who cares if it's pink or blue? Come on. We don't have to make this thing so difficult, church. We want people to just come here. We want people to just relax, enjoy this home environment where we can be who we call to be, be ourselves. We want you to be authentic. We want you to be real. We want you to be whole. We want you to be relaxed. But the reason why we come together and why it's called a body, friends, is because it's more than just us and about us being whole and healthy and vibrant and everything else. It's not a restaurant just trying to give me what I'm called to do. It's a home, friends, because it's about a family. So it's more than just me. Amen. Now listen to this carefully and then I'll unpack it maybe another time. But the gospel by its very nature is an expression, not a language. The gospel by its very nature is an expression. It's not a language. You don't come to church so that you can find all the right Chinese, Christianese, uh, or how to speak and what to say. You don't become a little robot. What to do and how to act, friends. It's an expression 
because it's a transformation of our very lives. The gospel, friends, by its very nature, is heart, not head. That's why it's not so much about right and wrong. It's about the heart. We've got people sitting in the church today and they're going, I don't know whether God wants me to do this or do that. I want, is that right? Is that wrong? Will I miss God? Won't I miss God? And they get stressed and they're getting depressed about all of that. And there's a messed up relationship going on. I don't really care if you go right or left, friends, as long as you're in relationship with Him. Because if you go left, friends, and you're in relationship with Him, you're with Him. The best place to be is with Him. In His, within his company, in His presence, it's one of our values. So as long as we're with Him and in His presence, He will lead and direct us. He will take us, friends, where we need to go. You can go to Cape Town via Bloemfontein. You can also go to Cape Town via other routes, which are not as good as going to... No. Friends, there are many ways to get to Cape Town. But well, we as a church, and we're going to realize in these last days, is Jesus wants a relationship. And the whole point of Christianity, friends, is about a relationship with Him. It's about Him. It's about a journey with Him. It's about encountering Him. It's about being Him on this earth, the hands and the feet and the body of Christ. It's about displaying and being an expression, not just doing lip service and saying the right things, but being an expression, friends. So church cannot just be a home. It must be a home, friends, and it also must be the light. See, by its very nature, the gospel is outworked, not reflected. It's outworked, friends. Arise, shine. You have become a light. You're not a reflective piece of tape. If you come to me, push my button, then I'll just reflect the right scriptures, the right gospel. But inside, I'm fraught, I'm dying, I'm hurting, I'm messed up. The gospel's got to be outworked, friends. You are a light to shine so that people can see you. You are an expression, not just some kind of reverberated language, friends. In order to do that, friends, you have to be vulnerable. Family is vulnerable. Family is messy. It means you have to gather together into a, a house and you have to get to know somebody. And friends, you don't just tell your life story with anybody. You have to trust somebody. To trust somebody, you have to spend time with them. When you spend time with them, friends, then you can share and you can impart and they can strengthen and they can help you. First and foremost, the highest priority in this church is Family. We want to make sure that every single business person here gets loved, cared for, encouraged, and you stand with you to achieve all that God's called you to do in the business field. And we have incredible giftings in this church that can help you with that. First and foremost, friends, before you want to go out there and talk a big game in business, make sure you are effective in business. Make sure you are doing well. Make sure you are healthy in business. That's the first focus, friends. And we can do that together if we work together, we help one another, and we're not just a, a, a restaurant or a popping place, friends, where we just get a quick takeaway. But once I'm healthy in business, friends, my whole responsibility is to be a light, is to shine. So now, this thing is now outworked through me, friends. 
And as I do that, friends, it has to then go further than just me. It goes further than just this home. This home becomes a place, a beacon, a light on a hill. People can see it becomes a lighthouse. Now, friends, we become more than just this family. We become about all the other families, all the other broken, all the other hurting. We become grace to those because we've received grace. As we do that, friends, so the person across the room from us, the desk next door to us in our places of work, the person down the road, the person in another city, the person in another nation. So what we do, friends, is we begin as a family, we begin to pray together, work together, honor Jesus, obedient to Jesus, saying, Lord, we want you to be expressed. What are you saying? And then God begins to direct us, friends, and say, listen, this is what I feel in my heart. And as a leadership, we begin to say, Lord, okay, where are you wanting us? So I wanna encourage every single one of you because some people sit there in church life and they go, yeah, but what about the guys down the road? We should be helping them. And, what, what, but, and these guys are saying, well, we wanna go to India and Nepal and we wanna go to the ends of the earth to go preach the gospel. Friends, it's both. There are those that can go just down the road and there are those that can go across to another nation. We're working together. We're all trying to help one another achieve whatever you're called to do. Some people are feet and they need to go to the nation. Other people might be hands and they need to just reach out and touch the one next to them. Amen. But we're all called to be the body of Christ and to do what God's called us to do. Amen. So we wanna celebrate every single bit of that. I don't want, we don't have areas in the life of the church uh, uh, reaching out to far places, friends, while this body is neglected. We understand that. So it is both, friends. We want this body as well to be taken care of. We have a cupboard for food. This year I wanna see that cupboard full all the time. We will now elevate that ministry to its rightful place, friends, and this is a home. We wanna take care of everybody in this home. We don't want this home to reflect needy people. Amen. But then we wanna reach further than that. It's not just about us, and it's not a club. If you pay your dues, then you get the benefits. No, there's more than us, friends. So apostolic, friends, is about that. It's about more than me. It's about reaching out, it's about going out further. So it's those two parts, 247 Connect, 247 Advance. Not because we're trying to promote a name of a church, we're trying to promote Jesus Christ. When everybody involves in all of that, amen. So there is really no excuse or reason for any of us to not be involved. Because if I read you the scriptures in Ephesians chapter four, you can go read it, it's a beautiful chapter on the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the different members all working together as one body. The reality is friends, we need every single one of you and every single one of you was planted in this local church because you are gifted and talented. And none of us can operate, friends, without the Holy Spirit. There's no elevation here of any individual because every individual is the same without Holy Spirit, amen. I don't care what, uh, you might have the fanciest uh, kitchen in the entire world and you might have thousands of appliances and everything that opens and closes and make whatever, you can have machinery that does every single thing, pops your toast, butters it, puts your whatever. Those things do not work without electricity. Your beautiful coffee machine, if you've got no electricity and it's now load shedding, it doesn't work. The reality, friends, is without Holy Spirit, all of this doesn't work. But we all have Holy Spirit. So we all have no excuse that we should be 
functioning and operating whatever we call to do, whether you're a toaster or whether you're a sandwich maker or the kettle or whatever you are, we're all doing this thing together because all of it makes it for a good kitchen. Amen? And provides a great meal. And then when people come in, friends, they're not just shoved with anchovy toast. They actually can have a sandwich or some, a good pot roast or whatever you like. So my encouragement to us today, as we look out over this vision, we have a dream. We have a dream. 24-7 was birthed not as something that would try and elevate Jane and I or 24-7 had a dream, friends, and the thing that God said to us was that we would facilitate the whole body to operate in its fullness and I'll give you the, the gifts and the people that you need to operate. So I believe God has given us the gifts to operate. Now I believe it's just facilitating that and allowing that to come through and allowing that to become the expression that it's always wanted to be. We're not in competition with a massive church or building across the road, friends. Whatever mandate God's given them, God's given them. God's given us a mandate. And we need to function like the body of Christ that he's called us to. So I wanna encourage every single one of you. If you're limping here, you're in the right place because this is a home where you'll be loved, not judged, loved, cared for, encouraged, strengthened, and helped. But once you get made whole, friends, we will be encouraging you to actually go help someone else because that's what the body is all about. It's all working together as each part supplies so the body matures and grows up. Amen? There's a maturity. This is a heart church. This is not just head. This is a heart church. We have a heart for people. We have a heart for one another. We have a heart of love. We love you. We want the best you because God gave us you. And when you shine, we shine. Amen? It's like a whole Christmas tree of lights. It's no good. You have this beautiful lights, but only three of them. Have you ever had that? Take them out once a year and you take them out and you put them up and there's like three lights working. You're like, that doesn't look very good on a tree. Makes the tree look like what the heck happened. Amen? This is not about a couple of lights shining. This is about the whole tree shining for Jesus. The whole tree displaying the goodness of God. Amen? So as a church, that's what we're about. Everything that we do and say and involved in the life of this church is first and foremost for this family. Everybody here has, a has the honor and the privilege and the blessing of being part of the family. It's why in the early days when people were very naughty and then they were kicked out of the family. If you were kicked out of the family, it means, must mean something. Nowadays, we kicked out of the family, and that's great. I'll just go down the road to the next restaurant. The reality is, friends, that you have the privilege of being family here, and as family, you should benefit greatly from this local house. And I trust with the worship, the preaching, and all the things that are going on that you will be benefited greatly. But friends, it's not just for your glory or for your benefit. It's also for the benefit of others because you can only help others when you are whole. Amen? And the reason why we gather together as often as we do so we're all speaking the same language, same heart, same spirit, one mind. I got people coming to me all the time saying, can't I run a home group? I'm saying, of course, I love that you run a home group, but you need to sit in this local church a little while. You need to just sit with me, sit with Jane, sit with us, catch the vision, catch the values, catch our, our heart, catch what we're doing. So whenever you stand up there and you love people, we, we're all the same. Amen. But then I love that you want to express. So they work together, first family and then apostolic in expression. Amen. We got that as a family. Awesome. So can we stand this morning? I want to pray over us. I believe God has uniquely 
brought every single person into the life of this church. I don't know, you might be new in the church, just been planted, and, uh, or you might have been in this church a while and you've traveled some journeys, you've had every opportunity to be offended by me, because generally I, somewhere along the line when I preach, I offend somebody. Um, but you've got to know that, hey, this guy's not trying to offend me, he's trying to actually help me. He's just got some quirks. But, <laughs> but the reality is, friends, God has placed you here for such a time as this, this year, divinely. I really believe with all my heart, 2019 is an incredible, uh, incredibly important year in the life of the church, not just 24-7, but I believe worldwide. I do believe that there is clearly becoming a separation, friends, of real and fake. There's clearly becoming a separation of immature and mature. And I feel like God is wanting the body of Christ to grow up and mature. If you read those scriptures, that's what the point and the aim of every single one of them is, that the church would grow up to its full stature in Christ and grow up into maturity. And I believe the way we do that, friends, is through unity. It's through every single part working together, every single part yielded to what God has called you to do. So I wanna pray this morning, I'm sharing this because I wanna pray this morning that as you yield to him, you have an assignment. What is that assignment? Maybe it's an elbow, maybe it's a knee, maybe it's a hip, maybe it's a foot, maybe it's a finger, but the finger cannot say I have no need of the hand or the arm, the, 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 the eye cannot say I have no need of the ear. That's what the Bible says. We all have need of one another so we can do this thing and do it well. And when we all come into unity as a church and we allow the oil to run down from the head, Christ, Jesus, over every single one of us, friends, there'll be such power and such authority because Christ has given us all power and all authority. Not just for our own lives, but to be a body. So I do wanna pray and I wanna ask the Lord to help us that as we look out over this year, every single one of us have jobs, have commitments, have family, have difficulties, have challenges. Our time is limited. There's so much going on in our lives. But friends, what you value and what you focus on, that's what you will do. And I'm encouraging you today is to look out over your lives as you start this year as a church and to say, maybe in the past, I, my, my workplace is so busy that I've, I've really not given time to the church or to the body, but I, I wanna give it time. I, I, wanna, I wanna give it my focus. I wanna give it my attention. Every single one of you have something incredible to offer. You have incredible skills and giftings. And I believe if we pull those all together and put them all together, and create a body with Christ as the head and the center and the focus, with the oil running down all the way to the feet with such unity that we will see the miraculous happen all the time. We wanna see the miraculous in your business this year. We wanna see the miraculous in your marriage this year. We wanna see the miraculous in your family this year. We wanna see the miraculous in your place of work. We want to see the miraculous down the street. We want to see the miraculous in every city in South Africa. We want to see the miraculous in nations. Because we've got a dream. It's way bigger than us. 
And that's why it's Jesus. And that's why it's impossible without God. Don't you just love when you face situations that are impossible without God? Because I love then that only God can get the credit. So Father, I just wanna pray a prayer of every single one of us now this morning. And I'm starting my prayer now. Father, I just pray. I wanna thank you for this amazing family, for your amazing love for every single person here and your amazing grace and mercy over our lives that you would choose to bring these people into this family and this home for such a time as this. As the shepherd and father of this house, Lord God, I, I'm humbled and so grateful for this group of people. And I just ask, Lord, that you would take us higher and further and deeper than we've ever been before this year as a family that you would knit us together, connect us together, help us to love one another like never before, help us to know one another like never before, help us to be there for each other like never before, but help us to become your body and help us to shine, arise and shine because our light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us Help us to be the expression of your hands and feet. Help us to be the expression of your life and your love. Help us, Lord, not only to be a family, but be apostolic in every way. And we ask you to do it, Holy Spirit, because we can't do it by ourselves. But will you do it, Holy Spirit? Thank you, Lord for an exciting year. We commit 2019 into your hands. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. In 2019, over our lives and over this church, 24-7 church, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And all the people said, amen, amen, amen. Please feel free if you've got... Uh,